Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Street Fighter Podcast. My name is Justin, and <laughs> joining me as always is Roddy, Bye. and this time Elon. As a reminder, you can listen to this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and on YouTube. And uh, if you enjoy the show, uh, let us know uh, by giving a thumbs up, a like, subscribe to the channel, share it around, that sort of thing. Let us know that you like the podcast, and we'll keep making it. Wait, they can give us a thumbs up. Is, this, is it on Facebook? Uh, well, you can give a thumbs up on YouTube. Oh, what about SoundCloud? Does it, SoundCloud has like a SoundCloud heart. has like a heart. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, so if you do all of those things, yeah, if you're listening to it, whatever those things are, yeah, like show g- podcast. Give us a dollar. You know. give, give us a dollar. Don't give us any money. But <laughs> okay, <laughs> we, do we need to set up a Patreon? No, I just want a dollar. A but anyway, this uh, podcast is gonna or this particular episode is gonna be sponsored by nothing. Sponsored by nothing. Uh, so we're gonna be discussing the stigma of Street Fighter Five, not the stigmata. No, it's something very so. Different. How do I, okay, how do I really want to approach this? Because you guys didn't, <laughs> I made notes on this, and I guess everything kind of stems from, we're going to, like, the, the title of the episode is going to be Esports and Online Negativity. I already planned it out. And knowing that that's generally what it's going to be about, we'll start with the esports side of it first. Because I feel like the this is going to kind of tread into how this makes sense with online negativity. Um, but it started with a Capcom's uh, COL mes- message uh, that we all kind of read. Roddy, do you have it up? I don't. I was about to pull it up, though. Okay, so I'll let Roddy pull it up. Um, Correct me if any of this is wrong, but the basis is that um, Capcom seems like they're doubling down on the the Mm eSports side of things for the next, can be up to 20 years. Yeah, he he, he specifically called out 20 years. Mm -hmm. Um, This is uh, Haruhito Tsujimoto. Dang, that's going to be 2040. That that feels like it's too far away. Like, it doesn't even feel like it's a real thing. No, I, you know, it's funny too. I don't think it, okay, well, let's, cause you, you brought up something where you wanted to address each title, right? Uh, yeah, I wanted to, so there's a couple of ways that we could look at Capcom's approach to how they'll approach, well, I used approach a couple of times, Capcom's approach to enforcing their will on the esports market as it, as it uh, applies to each game. Uh, or each business unit, depending on how they want to drive it, or if the company as a whole is just going to have a mission statement for this going forward, and everyone will have to adhere to it. Uh, they, there could be any number of processes, and I, it doesn't. Uh, Tsujimoto doesn't say how they approach this or right. how they're going to approach it. He just says they're fully engaging the esports market, and that uh, they're focused not only on two to three year short term activities, but then. Uh, those that extend 5, 10, and even 20 years out. So apparently they already have some kind of plan in place internally. They're obviously not going to let on all of that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's going. To, it remains to be seen how that'll impact Monster Hunter. How, well, I guess not Not Monster Hunter. He said, he, he said eSports specifically. So Street Fighter, uh, what other eSports titles do they have? That's Is it. that it? Yeah. I mean, uh, any of the fighting games, really. Like any fighting game that they make in the future so will be eSports. I don't want to try to like try to pull stuff out of what he's saying as far as like what he actually means. But the, the, the term, or not term, but I guess the words were used, leveraging our Street Fighter brand. So I don't want to like I don't want that to mean that you know Marvel versus Capcom wouldn't do as well as an example or like they're they're just abandoning you know Marvel versus Capcom, but it's very clear it would be stupid of them to put out a twenty years a statement that says anything about being twenty years into the future and not have not having Marvel versus Capcom as a part of that plan. Really? Oh yeah. Okay. Even well, if okay, they take twenty years, even yeah. if they take a ten year hiatus, that game will come back. But I don't think they're going to take a ten year hiatus. I think. Mm-hmm. The the sting, the bite of Infinite is going to is already real. It's mm-hmm. already been realized. It's already been written down in their tax their tax statements. Sure. So they've got to make something happen with that license. Yeah. Or they're going to lose it. Yeah, do, I, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I was like, Good. they're in do danger we, of losing. Yeah, it. Do we know how that works? Do they still have the license for that, or they like have to has... be granted the license? Okay, and how long does the license normally don't last? That. Is, uh, that's just stuff between Capcom and Disney. Yeah, I, I don't know that. Okay, and just because like I don't even know if anybody in the public knows that. It <coughs> might be internal information. Yeah, mm-hmm. just because like <coughs> I'm right. trying to I'm trying to think like if they still have the license for it, then it doesn't make sense for them not to do anything with it, right? Because like yes, that's a it's a money that's maker. a that's a license that carries some weight. I was just kind of bringing it up when I like just what I know <coughs> based on what was said, which is leveraging the Street Fighter brand, which is yeah. which does kind of allude to you know a Street Fighter Six or Street Fighter Seven. You know, yeah. I, I don't want to. It'd be for, dumb of them not to. Yeah, I, I don't want to speak for Capcom, but I wouldn't be surprised 
if they're looking, whether it's the next Street Fighter or Street Fighter 7 or five Street Fighters in the future, it, I, I feel like one of their obje- objectives might be to create a Street Fighter that's like the one, the one that they can just, you know, run their, like the, the melee of the Street Fighter series where it's like, Isn't it's this one, trip? all we need to do is update this one game. Like we and that's what they tried it. to do with five. Yeah, well, I don't think that really worked, but, you know, or maybe they, that's, that's a frightening thing, right? Like what if five is that game? Five is that game right now. Well, we know, but that they're, they're not going to do that ten years in the future. They're not yeah, going to carry five on. For we know that it's years. probably at least going to be up to to uh, so up 20, until 2020. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So next year. So they probably have one more season in them left. I think that. they have this season. I think that's it. They oh, that's said it? up to 2020, right? They didn't say through. Oh, it is 2019. I still think yeah. it's 2018. Yeah. So we might have just this season remaining. Um, it yeah, depends and, on and, it depends on their interpretation. Yeah, and you know what? It also does uh, lend. A, an explanation to the fact that they changed everything with how they're doing the season pass and all that shit this year. I apologize for cursing. Um, yeah, I put the clean lyrics on the uh, <laughs> on the podcast, but now well, I have to change it back to shucks. Shucks. Well, I mean, honestly, the, the, the way door. I use that word is not a curse word according to the FCC, so I think we're okay. <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. Shoutouts to my Negans. <laughs> I need to bleep that. You need um, to bleep that, even though it's not. I a feel curse like word. I feel like if you bleep it, it'll just make it worse. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but okay. what I'm saying is, um, it's pizza time. Bleep that. I don't remember what I was saying now. Uh, <laughs> Something about the plan. Oh, um, <laughs> we're, we're, we're back, professionals here. I, I don't remember. Uh, we started well, talking about. Let me. Uh, let, so yeah. there's two bulleted sections I have here. There's which each have like a subsection beneath it. God, There's negativity know. among Street Fighter players, which... Regarding... <clears throat> well, we'll get to that, because like, if I turn this, if you look at it... Oh, no, I don't, I don't need to look at it. I want, yeah. I want no, I'm just to... saying like, it, it's just a, it's a bulleted section, and then it kind of has its own subsections in it. It's but, like an outline inside an outline. Yeah, so it's an negativity outline. among Street Fighter players. We're going to get to that one, because coming off of this whole, um, you know, the COO's message, mm-hmm. and up through 2020, or up till 2020... I want to jump to this point here, which talks about the, the support of Street Fighter Five up to 2020. Yeah, so I this is a, generally a question, but it says um, what I have written here is: Will Capcom prioritize Street Fighter Six as? And then there's three things that I kind of outlined here. So the first one is an outstanding game that casual players can enjoy, with an emphasis on esports for career-focused players. Number two, a passable or MVP game uh, for casual players with an uh, with an outstanding emphasis on esports for career-focused players, or number three, which is both, which would be an outstanding base video game experience alongside an outstanding esports scene. Now, the tricky thing is, is that three is obviously the one that I think everybody would want, right? You would want an outstanding video game that anybody can play, but then for those who are career-focused and want to pursue it as a professional, there's this booming, you know, um, esports scene that you can jump into at any point by just going to a tournament. That I think is very unlikely. What do you are going to get number three? What do you mean by MVP game? So MVP is Most minimum. Viable, oh, minimum viable product. Minimum viable oh, okay. product, gotcha. which is essentially yeah. That's I meant how Street Fighter Five launched. We don't want to see that again. Well, a lot of AAA companies are doing that, and something that <laughs> Roddy and I have kind of been texting about maybe the the past couple of weeks is just this idea of these games coming out in these like awful states or yeah. MVPs where they're just like well. People will buy it, like, you know, like, eh. and yeah. then, oh, it may crash your PS4. Oh, you may have to, like, wait six months for the real content to come out. But like, Oh, you mean yeah. like Anthem? Yeah. Although, yeah, and now I was actually going to bring that up. Uh, it's finally getting Sorry, to Bioware. the... It's finally getting to the point <laughs> where the consumer is having a say about games that are launched like that by not buying it. Like, yeah. Anthem is a great example. Uh, what was the other... Fallout 76 is another... Unbelievable example yeah. of exactly that. Yeah, I mean, we've got these Bethesda games. You've got pretty much anything that Activision or EA touch. Like, it's it's getting more and more out there that anything that those three companies are kind of associated with are like, hey, don't buy it because of microtransactions, loot boxes, whatever the case is, you know. But Especially when you have uh, a track record of something like, well, I, usually Activision games will go from being paid up front to, like, super cheap but with, in-game mini microtransactions, and then free to play a year later with yeah. nothing but microtransactions, which is what I have a feeling Anthem is going to do. Well, you know, in Street Fighter, Street Fighter uh, Five has its, you know, it's got its loot boxes. I mean, you guys are going to have to kind of keep me in check here because I don't play the game. Is Fighting Chance not that? Yeah, it is. It, it is. Okay. And what like what is it, what does it actually give you? It gives you like stuff for survival mode, and then sometimes yeah. it gives you a costume. 
Yeah, items for survival mode with the possibility of a costume. And in so most does it, cases. Does yeah. it do anything else? I don't think so. And does it give you like titles or anything like that? Oh yeah, I guess you could get backgrounds and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's, all... a, it's like a like you open it up and there's stuff in there like a yeah. like a loot box. Oh, like yeah. hey, here's five things. Yeah, that you may or may not want. But it'll give you items for the background of your dojo as well. Uh, so something that we've been talking about is like you know Capcom. So that's kind of neat. You know Capcom has been this leader with regards to Street Fighter. You know four and and now five. Uh, but you know it, they're they're still also kind of you know following what the industry is doing. And I remember I almost tweeted out the other day where I was just like, man, Street Fighter VI is going to be the best Street Fighter game of <laughs> all time because, you know, you can see exactly all the issues that are wrong with Street Fighter V mm-hmm. and all they have to do is just not do that and we're good. And then Dead or Alive comes out <laughs> and it's got this like crazy, it's got its own season pass issues that, you know, had been going on since yeah, Dead or yep. Alive Five, oh. Dead or Alive Six. And Yeah, it, see, I don't think that it's a given that uh, the, the development of any any game that comes next, if it's going to be on the next generation PlayStation or whatever, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily a given that those things that went wrong with the previous game will have been corrected. They will maybe maybe they'll have learned their lessons, but it's highly possible they could repeat those things because development goes the way it goes. It's, it's true. Um, you you look like you want to say something. No, real bad. when you said that, both Justin and I were like, <laughs> like <laughs> well, I was just thinking about. I mean. It, I don't want to linger too much on other video games that aren't especially Street Fighter, but, you know, we've seen... I mean, I was thinking about Mass Effect, you know, where people had a huge issue with Mass Effect 3. Oh, yeah? To the point where its ending got rewritten, and then the next Mass Effect game comes out, and it's trash, and then the next Bioware game comes out, and it's being ripped apart. And here's the thing. I think... uh, Good reason for that. You know my theory, that, like, that's... The Mass Effect 3 thing is what caused, Oh, I forgot. You're the Mass Effect guy. Yeah, like... (laughs) Let me put my tinfoil hat on. I'm gonna put my tinfoil hat on. I'll tell you if you're right. I think the... The openness to hatred in the internet when it comes to the gaming industry with, like, bothering developers and bothering people who make video games started with Mass Effect 3 because people bitched about it so much and then finally, like, people... Or the people behind the game caved... So everyone like kind of looked at each other and were like, "Wait a second, they heard us." Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Also, social media has been moving in that direction anyway, <clears throat> where it's like people will complain about something and then companies will change it. But going back to this question, because I want to wrap up this point, there's only really, really kind of four, and I and I know that if you're listening to it, you might not have like fully heard or understood what I was saying a little bit earlier. But as far as what Street Fighter Six could look like as a product. Of the three, I think the third one, which is an outstanding video game for casual players and a fantastic esports focused game, mm-hmm. is probably not going to happen. So it really kind of comes down between one and two, which is something that is outstanding for the casual players with a CPT or an esports that's kind of more or less like it is now, maybe a little bit better, or something that's the opposite, where the game is very, very passable, like, you know, it barely works. Mm-hmm. But hey, we've got. Two million dollars in CPT money. I think you know, so it's like this huge emphasis on esports, whereas the base product just isn't that good. I think there's going to be one deciding factor that's going to determine that, and it's going to be the buy-in price. Okay. If the game is free to play, mm-hmm. then I think we're going to have a minimum viable product game. Okay. Good point. Sure. Good point. I can see that. If doesn't cost the me game, no money. You know? yeah. yeah. And part of me does want to see it go in that direction. I don't think we should ever see Street Fighter go that direction. Dude, look at uh, Rising Thunder. Look at Killer Instinct. Killer Instinct was look also at... plagued by being on the Xbox One. That what nobody... about Puzzle Fighter, y'all? Puzzle <laughs> Fighter was great. I liked it. <clears throat> These, and Killer Instinct was a good game. It is a good game. It still is a good game. You're it's right. an amazing game. It's one of my favorites. But and, yet, and yet no one plays it. Yes, well, not be, enough people play it. And it was plagued by the exclusivity thing with Microsoft. Which, surprisingly, should have plagued Street Fighter V and didn't. It yeah. still survived. Well, it, it wasn't an exclusivity thing because it was on the PlayStation or on Steam. And that's the thing. Like, That's still pretty exclusive. PC or PS4? Yeah. You get cool. no other system, no other console. Yeah, especially because the Xbox, the way the Xbox One launched was such a negative experience to Microsoft, right? Well, you remember all that oh, drama. Oh, yeah, dude. That's why I think, and when you look at it, Killer Instinct, when that was happening, was one of the most played games by Xbox One owners. I played it. Yeah. I played it at that time, yeah, when it came out. Yeah, like, it was one of the most played games. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it started free-to-play. I think it was actually a base game. 
thought it started free to play. And then once Iron Galaxy took over, oh, I believe they, it. Oh, they rolled became, it into Yeah, because it was Double Helix, I think, that first developed it. But so, either way, my point is, in order for Street Fighter to grow as an eSport, as it is, for people to, for more people to join in on the movement, I'm using air quotes a lot for mm-hmm. those of you listening at home. Um, I can hear it. The buy-in price has to be lower. $60 is a shit ton of money. 60 bucks is too much for what eventually gets to be, what, what includes free-to-play elements. It already includes free-to-play elements. And I, this is my personal feeling. I think, I think a we fighting... about this point specifically. Yeah, I think Dude, a fighting game... is like hamsters on a wheel. We're going to talk about the same stuff forever. <laughs> yeah, I think a fighting game is should not cost $60 unless it's something that's unbelievable that we've never seen before. And here's why. Compared to other games, fighting games are going to be repetitive as hell. Because it's essentially, it's just X amount of characters and you're just fighting one other person, right? There's mm-hmm. no change from that experience. Okay. Now, for us who do play fighting games and understand like the intricacies that go into learning a fighting game and like how to get better at a fighting game, we see the value in it. But somebody who's like, oh, look, a Mortal Kombat, or oh, look, a Street Fighter... All they're going to see is, oh, it's just, you know, you fight your friends, and that's it. Yeah. So, at so the you, end of the line, I think $60 for a fighting game so is you, not worth do it, you think, unless there's something so, big. Because I, I want to kind of go around the table here. Um, as far as what you think, you th- do you think that the next Street Fighter game, Street Fighter Six, that... I know you're saying that the buying price has to be lower, but you're, you're thinking that it might if, end if up being more of like an MVP product? I don't want it to. I would love to see... It, I would love to see a full-fledged game, an amazing game where everyone's like, "Holy shit, best Street Fighter ever!" But based on wh- based on what we've been experiencing, let's take the last seven years of Street Fighter Four. Mm-hmm. We're gonna take the last three years of Street Fighter Five. Mm-hmm. Has it Wait, only been three years since it launched? Well, 2016. Uh, so, it came out in 2015 ish, I think. Street right? Fighter Five. Yeah. Came no, out like I think, it, was, I think no, it, was, it got announced in 2015. Okay, you're right. The yeah, beta was in 2015. I think yeah. it came out February 2016. Um, okay. Then let me answer your question with another question. Um, <laughs> are we going to take the shakeup of personnel at Capcom into account as well? Which shakeup? Uh, Andy right. Wong is no longer there. Uh, John D is no longer there. Really? He said it. All right, go ahead. Keep He's going. no longer there, so it's okay. Uh, nah. Mike Martin, who used to he's do still, he's he, still he, at Capcom. He he's just got, moved to BizDev. He got John D's spot. Oh. He's okay. the big director for business uh, development. Um, so I think with those shakeups, those it's are, it's one of those things that remains to be seen. I mean, Matt Dalton isn't there. Peter Rosas isn't there. I mean, there, pretty much anybody that was on the 2015 yeah, panel exactly. for Street Fighter that was talking about it, they're no longer there. Yeah, so I, I taking really, taking that into account, I could see it. I could see it going both ways. Okay. So I okay. Wait. Know. Wait. 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 What's your thoughts, Rob? So, while that may have some effect, realize that those are all North American hires, right? And they will have potentially next to no input. Wasn't when Peter it com- until when it comes to time time to test gameplay elements after, or I'm sorry, tuning elements of gameplay. So after the game's pretty much already been developed and the direction of gameplay has been decided. Wasn't this? It's all that's all Capcom Japan, and you know they're gonna take mm-hmm. care of it. There, I am going yeah. with now. Quotes. Now, the other thing, too, is uh, Ono's title has also changed. Is he uh, no longer? I thought he was like head of Street Fighter or something like that. Is he? I don't know. What did he change? I know, his, I know his well, title changed, but back to my point. Um, I'll look it up. Wasn't Peter Rosas like the combat designer or something like that? Uh, At one point, he was producer. Um, yeah, he was a producer. So you can see it both going both ways. Yeah, it, it remains to be seen who's the new leadership at Capcom USA and how they're going to play with Capcom Maybe they'll be the Monster Hunter guy. Roddy, uh, what do you think between kind of the two options that we're looking at? I always hate to break things out into twos, but I feel like it's it's going to either be one or the other. Yeah. You know, I would love a free-to-play game that's amazing for everybody. Okay. That's what I want. I want number three. Well, as Roddy's looking that up, because I, I do want to move I, on to this point soon, um, my, my, th- my perspective is based on what I've been seeing and I'm following other triple game, uh, AAA uh, publishers and developers. Mm-hmm. I feel like what's most likely going to happen is that we're going to get a MVP, minimum viable product yeah. Street Fighter game that is barely going to work, but mm-hmm. it's going to have this phenomenal esports scene 
that you're going to have to kind of deal with the game mm-hmm. because at the end of the road, there's this esports scene that you can make a lot of money from if you can get into the top eight mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. That's what I honestly think is going to happen. So my option is, uh, I believe it's going to most likely be option two. Yeah. And that's what I think it's so too, but I would really love to see a one or a three, to be honest. I actually, I believe that... I believe that Infinite and Street Fighter V have bit Capcom enough, Capcom Japan, they've bit them enough in the butt because you see them kind of moving towards this more complete product with Street Fighter V Arcade actually having a location test, which it's supposed to happen soon, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that the in Arcade, J- in Japan. Arcade is it is it what? I think it's coming out the day before <coughs> uh, Final Round. Okay. I read article mm. recently. I, I don't oh, know. Is there I don't know. An update sure. right before Final Round? Then? Hmm? It's um, p- potentially, but yeah. I mean that it doesn't have to be given just because the the location test is happening. Yeah. But I think that because we see that kind of step um, that Capcom's taking to make Street Fighter a more universal, a u- universally accepted fighting game in Japan, that what we're going to see with Street Fighter Six, if and when it comes out, is it will be a more complete product. Mm-hmm. I think. I think that they have learned their lesson. They're going to create a, an arcade product first, something that can be competitive, that is probably a little bit more difficult to learn with characters that have simpler inputs. So I feel like I th- should throw like the Will Ferrell like, gif at him where I'm just like, I don't believe you. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's mainly because, I mean, it, it's one of the few times I think we were just going to disagree on this point because yeah. my thing is, is I'd like that to be the case, but I feel like there's other more successful companies than Capcom that is still doing this, that are still partaking in the same mistakes over and over, mm-hmm. and they're still putting out the same kind of games, and I feel like the industry is just going to yep. follow. Uh, Red Dead Redemption so. 2, another great example. Another great example. Yep. So, um, also, I do want to point out one more thing, too. I think the COO of Capcom USA changed as well last year. Uh, I, honestly, I don't pay that close attention to what happens. In yeah, it's when I was looking for the, the Capcom Japan CEO's uh, statement was when I saw that, so... Again, there's a lot of there's a lot of like personnel changes in the behind the scenes. So so it's to be seen. According to this, um, this is a event hubs article that came came out. I think the same time that Ono switched jobs here. Uh, it was from September eighth of last year, twenty eighteen, mm-hmm. uh, and it was. Let's see. He was the head of the division that houses Capcom's fighting games. That is now Ryozo Tujimoto. He, he was the one who was at the helm of Monster Hunter. He was the producer of Monster Hunter. Mm. He's Monster, Monster Hunter guy. That's how I know him. Yeah. yeah. So, so but he's it, the one who now heads that division. So Ono may just be on whatever the game is. He might just be the producer of mm-hmm. Street Fighter Game X, whatever it so may be. So this one, this is going to be kind of the meat. I feel like this might take us all the way to the end of the podcast, but this is the main thing, right? The negativity the among Street Fighter players. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, you know, I'm going to really try to keep myself in check with regards to like how I how I discuss this only because <laughs> I feel like it can spiral out of control. We could talk for hours about it. Mm-hmm. So I wrote down about six things that I feel I've noticed both in depth and at a glance, having been away from Street Fighter V, that are like the main things that you're going to hear about at any given point mm-hmm. when it comes to Street Fighter players, specifically Street Fighter players. Um, and number one, lack of communication and news, mm-hmm. uh, which directly extends to character announcements, releases, mm-hmm. balance changes, community requested feedback going unaddressed. Mm-hmm. That is all number one. That's Num- a big one. That's a big one. That's why it's number one. That's uh, a big n- one. Number two, the game being unexciting to watch on a higher competitive level. I get that there are people who like watching the game. I'm not mm-hmm. saying nobody likes watching yeah. the game, but it is... It's it, a complaint. It, it is definitely something that you hear a lot about. Mm-hmm. Um, that <clears> it's just un- 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 and, I, and I tried to... I wanted to make sure that that word was selected carefully. Like I said, unexciting. So I don't want to say it's like you know, that it wasn't interesting to watch. It is interesting to watch, but unexciting. Like, it just doesn't, like, it, it's not as hype-inducing as I feel like previous Street Fighter games have been, um, or from what people will say mm-hmm. about the game. Number three, the nature of social media allows negativity to have a platform that can appear to be the overwhelming majority opinion. Mm-hmm. So you can take 50 people, all shout, Street Fighter Five sucks, and that could look like that's the common opinion of the game mm-hmm. because negativity is louder than positivity. We all know that. Um, Number four, mimicking AAA gaming industry trends like gaming as a service. Nobody booed in 2015 when Capcom said they were going to treat Street Fighter V as a service. You better believe that if they say they're going to treat Street Fighter VI as a a gaming service, 
it's going to be like, well, this is thanks for telling us which game not to buy. Well, there's a reason for that that would nobody booed in 2015. It's because we hadn't seen Street Fighter as a service. Right. So we didn't know what to do. But now expect. we have all these games that have been, tre- you know, Star Wars has been treated as a service. Yeah. Anthem has been treated as a service. Bungie, you know, we've seen these games. Number five, loot boxes, microtransactions, and I have in parentheses here, paid DLC that feels omitted from the rest of the game to be sold later. Like, there's a difference between something like Spider-Man, right, or something like Monster Hunter, where you're like, oh, they made, you. even if they did cut it from the game, it doesn't feel like it's like, oh, let's, take this like 15% of the game and then sell it later. Whereas there's stuff in Street Fighter that just didn't work when the game came out. There's or stuff that it just wasn't present. Yeah, it just it, it, yeah, it wasn't there. And so it's like MVP, right? The mobile product, something that you intentionally look as though you're <clears throat> developing along the way. Um, and then I think six here is, uh, this is kind of a weird one because I know that this is going to step on a lot of people's toes, I feel. It's a counterpoint to online negativity. And I have in quotes... Uh, someone, I, I read this in one of the different Reddit threads, which was, if you went to more offline events and tournaments, you would see that people are more positive. And that, to me, is somewhat of a no-brainer, of course. Like, yeah. I wouldn't travel, like, and spend money for a hotel and spend money for Uber and food and drive me up to the airport and dealing with delays, you know, with flights, only to tell people that that game was awful when I got there. Yep. Right? So, of course, wherever you're going, they're going to be like, yeah, this is great. When we went to DreamHack, like, how many people are you going to find at DreamHack Austin that are getting ready to play Street Fighter? It's like, God, this game is trash. Pros. You sure. But okay. they're also flying on someone else's dime. Yeah. The yeah. general. I also, I told uh, Elon, <clears throat> I have a new name for pros now. Uh, they're not pros. They're not top players. To me, I'm calling them career-focused players. <laughs> That's their new name. CFPs. <laughs> I almost said something else that would have been funny, um, but we'll save that for later. But so <laughs> I don't know if we really want family-friendly com- podcast. I don't know if we really want to comment too much on any of those points, or if you guys want to look at them. But those are the six things that I feel like, mm-hmm. no matter what <clears throat> time you're looking at Street Fighter, and even at a time now, from what I've heard, it's a decent game now. It's like you're still going to hear mostly those six things. Not all of them yeah. all the time, but at any given point, you're going to see those six yeah. things. And uh, last thing I want to say before I let you guys get a word in here is that um, I do have in the description of the podcast, I think three, I'll have to double check, but I think it's three or four Reddit pages where it's really, mm-hmm. you know, tired of Street Fighter hate. Uh, why do people hate Street Fighter Five? You know, mm-hmm. they're kind of more or less the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it could be also that, you know, the, the neg- negative voice is a little bit louder than the positive ones because yep. the game is okay. Yeah, so. and I think that's what the case is. I, I just want to tackle the social media point. Mm-hmm. Sure. This applies to all three of us. How many times have you been playing any game, any fighting game, and you just get pissed and you have to walk away for a little bit? Sure, yeah. yeah. Often. Now... Instead of walking away, people go on Twitter, and it's like, oh, this game sucks. And then they go back to playing, like, a couple hours later, right? <laughs> yeah. So I, as much as I hate that I'm saying this, or, like, I don't think I know a better way to put this. Like, I don't think social media complaints are, vi- well, yeah, I don't think they're viable. Just because of that, right? It's the people who are writing shit. <laughs> about Street Fighter Five, or probably the people who are playing it, they get mad once and then like tweet something out and then go back to playing the game and then they get mad again and then tweet another thing Shout out. Shout outs to MDZ Jimmy. But go ahead. Does he do what, that? Why? Oh, no, he, he was, he, he was, it's just, it's the one person I think about where he was just like, he made this long, well, not long, but he made this video being like, I'm not going to play Street Fighter ranked anymore. I'm never going to do it. Oh, yeah. And then dude got <laughs> bodied by I'm still the daddy. Like, yeah, you know, whatever. Go ahead. Continue. But, um, yeah, and much like, much like we were discussing, I don't know if we were on recording or not at this point. Everything's blurring together. But um, when you say something on social media, there's no consequence, right? So people feel as though they can say anything. And it's a platform that, you know, some someone else is going to see it and they're either going to agree or disagree. And then it's going to – it's like – social media is like the like the daisy of humans. Like if you remember Daisy when it first came out, like people were just being assholes to each other, and that's what social media is now, I think. And it's because of that lack of face to face, like consequence, mm-hmm. uh, cause and effect, yeah, occurrence that happens on a face to face conversation. Um, so that's why I think the ne- negativity outweighs the positivity. There uh, is because of everything I just said. Uh, Roddy, you have any thoughts? I- I'm. I was just curious to see what the stats looked like for Steam for Street Fighter Five. And it looks like it's been really consistent ever since 2016. 
it's at the very least had about uh, 1,600 players per day, 1,600 mm-hmm. unique players every day. And then it's got bumps that go up. That probably they, they probably coincide with like Capcom cups and uh, sure, yeah, probably and, and, and releases releases of characters yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, but it's just interesting to see how consistent it's been. Mm-hmm. There is a solid player base, while it may not be large, especially on Steam. But I bet that we would see similar numbers on PS4. Yeah, I think that there are. I mean, the numbers on PS4 are definitely gonna be larger. And I think that like looking at something like the reason I looked this up was I was curious if the the player base had dwindled because of all the negativity because there's a lot and it's very loud. And that's some, that's a point that we've already made, mm-hmm. but that apparently hasn't affected this player base. It's still there. They're still very consistent. There's consistently a set of ple- set of people who will just keep going back to street fighter five. And that's fine. That's actually good. That's great because that means the game lives on and that means that Capcom lives to make another game. That's or at least they know that there's still interest in the Street Fighter franchise, that they can carry that data forward and say, hey, look, this is where we are now. Look at the ramp that we had when we went from Street Fighter, whatever, three to four. Sure. I mean, the analytics, yeah. The analytics are very clear when you bring that stuff to meetings. Yeah. You know, and and that's why I wanted to point out that, like, I, I mean, I know I'm in, a, in the middle when it comes to a lot of, like, topics that we pick, but a big thing is, like, I'm on neither side. I don't really think that, like, the game is awful, but I don't think it's, pre- like, it's, like, a really good Street Fighter game either. Mm-hmm. So, you know... It, but it launched poorly. Everybody knows that. But mm-hmm. they they stuck with it. Capcom stuck with it and made the game better. They absolutely made it a passable Street Fighter game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I just not... Yep. You, not can't, the, you don't have a second chance to make a first impression. Which is what stung so many people, so many players, especially yeah. those who were so amped up about Street Fighter 4's however many years, was it seven years? Of, uh, of Evos and tournaments, national and regional tournaments, and then the new, brand new at the time, CPT. Yeah. You know what I would be interested to see as far as analytics? Uh, not only the PlayStation player base, but I would love to see the numbers when they had that free weekend. Remember oh, recently yeah. they had... I, a, I thought they'd done a couple of those, maybe a few. That was Yeah, they've done at least a couple Have of them. Uh, oh, the, the most recent one was over CPT weekend, right? Yeah, they had it uh, from tour. Friday to Monday. Or, yeah. You know, when we were talking about... Capcom I, Cup, sorry, not CPT. I, mem- uh, I mentioned a little bit earlier um, is number four for negativity among Street Fighter players, uh, mimicking AAA gaming industry trends. Um, now, in, in the example that I picked, I picked gaming as a service, mm-hmm. right? But, I mean, how many times did we mention on this podcast, Roddy, like, oh, just do what Hearthstone does. Just do what Overwatch we've, does. Yeah, we've, we've said that a you lot. Know, and, 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 you know, maybe sometimes... You know, when we say do what these other companies do, we're not saying... We've been more know, specific than that, but yeah. It's, it's, it's like that meme where it's just like, hey, can I copy your homework? It's like, okay, but don't change it to... you got to change, gotta it, change it so it looks exactly different. Same. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like one of those things like, okay, when we say, you know, copy Overwatch, you don't mean like take the loot boxes and turn Street Fighter into a battle royale. You know? Yeah. Although like, I was... That'd be me. Running around all of a sudden, it's like, fight. Okay. That's, that, uh, that's, that's basically a, what you get for Dragon Ball That's an Z, interesting question that I was thinking about with like Apex Legends and you have something like, you know, Fortnite. I mean, going back to the idea of um, a Street Fighter game that's for casuals or something that focuses on esports. I mean, I'm curious how much people would want or care that Street Fighter 6 doesn't have a story mode. And now we know people care about not having an arcade <laughs> mode. An arcade mode, yeah. But, I'm, but bear with me on this. No story <clears throat> mode. No arcade mode. It's literally... Boot up, matchmaking. People would care. Casual or ranked. Yeah, people would care. And then you just go in. Now, I haven't played these other there games. Was, there was come. enough There was enough crap given that yeah. uh, they had to make an arcade edition of Street Fighter V. Come on. I yeah. know. And, I know. and uh, to that point as well, uh, I cannot tell you how many times I've spoken to someone who is not a competitive fighting game player or even understands that there is a competitive side to fighting games say, oh, Street Fighter V sucks. Uh, it didn't launch with a story mode, or like there's people who you actually mean care mode or story mode? story mode. It didn't launch like the story mode. Yeah, no, I know it, it didn't yeah. launch with either of those. Yeah, so there are people who play things for the story and they give a damn about the lore and everything, which is like fine and it's cool. And again, it goes back to my point about how the buy-in price for fighting games are too high unless there's something ridiculous. So, like, for example, on the NRS side of things, the way they have kind of, like, trailblazed how to tell a story via fighting game is very interesting. And all of the extra modes that they used to have in their games before Mortal Kombat 9, like, they used to have, a, they used to have like, a Mario Kart racing thing in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> I actually I met really good that. friends through that. 
Uh, and they had like puzzle combat and like all this other stuff. It was yeah. like, oh, it was, was amazing. Was MK9 that just went, it was off the rails and had all this crazy stuff? Uh, no, MK9 was where they brought it back. Oh, that's right. Um, they went back to the original story. Yeah, yeah, and the way they tell the story in MK9 is amazing. And the way they have like the crypt thing is cool because like you unlock stuff by like exploring shenanigans. I the crypt first appeared in MK5. Maybe it did. I don't know. But I still like it. Yeah, no, it was, um, it was still cool. This is an MK5? Yeah. It was, I on, the, it was four, on the original Xbox, I think. I thought they went one, two, three, four ultimate, deadly four. Alliance. No, there was a five. There was a numbered five? Yeah, it was like it was like a big V with blades coming off of the side. I thought that was Deadly Alliance. Yeah, I thought that was Deadly Alliance. I mean, Alliance it might too. have been De- Deadly Alliance, but it's still MK5. Okay, well, yeah. anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah, so <laughs> the way that I think they're going to justify that buy-in for people to buy the actual game is to have a good story mode and all of the supplemental content that for people who don't under... You clicked away from it. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. The, the, oh, look at that. Oh, Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance. Yeah, but look, Jeez. you see the big V yeah. blades uh, in the back of it? V's are for jerks. I guess, like, I, you know, I guess just for marketing's sake, when I was a kid, I never thought of it as Mortal Kombat. Five. Yeah, I just but, knew it But as anyway, Alliance. you're right. It is yeah, the fifth Mortal Kombat. Way back in 2002. Yeah. But, um, again, like, going back to my earlier point, where fighting games tend to get repetitive for people who don't play it like we do, they need more. Right, and just, so, like, so they need changes, to justify... That changes the MVP. Yes. Because you can't market to solely uh, competitive tra- uh, tournament players. No, We're, we're but, too small of a niche of people. But... I what say it, we, I don't really mean... And, and here's the thing. If you are going to have, like, a free-to-play or, like, a very minimum buy-in game for an MVP, Street Fighter VI, then your focus does have to be on the competitive side, right? Because you have to make money at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So you have to encourage. You can't just do this costume thing. I'm yeah. sure that's working, but it can't be. It wouldn't work if it was right. Free. They wouldn't so, keep doing it if it wasn't working. Well, no, I'm saying that you couldn't do it as well if it was free. Right. So I think you could do it better if it was free. You're right. Probably. I bought some Ryu costumes in Puzzle Fighter. I did it. Um, but I haven't spent any money on this game. I'll push but, two yeah, bucks into it. But and I think that now that I'm thinking about this, it kind of makes sense to what the COO said and what we were talking about earlier. Having a game that is with minimum buy-in and minimum content, as it were, geared towards esports, but with the goal of getting the casual player to think of fighting games as an esport. Yeah, that's the plan. That's got to be, that's that's the the plan. So, like that, you have a perfect, uh, well, not necessarily a perfect, but you have a pretty good formula, right? Where it's uh, free buy-in, you don't have to pay much money, if at all. You're like people are gonna at least try it, right? Because it's free. Like, what do you have to lose except for like maybe a couple minutes? And it's a great way to funnel people into the competitive side of things. You it's could. like you don't have to look. It's it's the exactly the League of Legends thing. I know. It, it's the yeah. It's the same as if Overwatch was yeah. free to play. You couldn't it, bitch about netcode if the game was free. <laughs> you can still bitch okay, about yes, anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You could, but spe- you could you could bitch about it, especially if the game was free. <laughs> Because then you would that's the only mode that you would have to play, right? Is online versus other people? If it was or bad, offline you play with well, other people. No, no, no well, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. if you get a bunch of free to play players on this game, all they're gonna want to do is play online. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But yeah, and I think it's gotta be clean. <laughs> yeah. Like your water. And I think uh <laughs> I think that's what might happen is we're gonna get uh close to free to play Street Fighter Six with the <laughs> goal of getting well, uh, let me let, let me say this because scene. Roddy, since you didn't read uh, the notes but the email, um, I, w- I want to mention some. <laughs> is that Drake that does it? Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the meme. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's gonna happen. That's, but, that's the meme. Know. So I want I want to rattle off uh, my last list here. I don't know if these lists are annoying to rattle off to listen to because I know you can't see them, you know, and if and I speak quick enough to where you might not truly <laughs> listen to what I'm saying. So, you, but, so folks who are just listening, you need to listen to the overlays. Well, no, I'm just gonna say it a little bit slower. <laughs> so <laughs> say it faster. So I, I have this bullet. Wait, wait, before you move on, can I go? Can I just rattle off the statistic that sure, I found? Go for it. Yeah. So absolutely. during CPT, because you had asked, the number, the average number of daily players went up three times. So it went from about sixteen hundred to over six thousand. Yeah. See the power 16 of free to play. Two, so it was between sixteen and two thousand, up to six thousand. Yeah. What you're saying? Well, that was during the free weekend. Yeah, during the Whoa. Capcom Pro, uh, yep. Capcom. That's what I'm saying, man. Oh, that. Oh, that. Okay. Yeah, so we went from a range from from of sixteen thousand or sixteen hundred to two thousand players up to above six thousand. Was that so, for the duration of the weekend, uh, or was it, it just like, like the first day? 
That's actually the second day. I can't really tell. Like the graph only shows me the one day. Okay. That, and that's just on Steam. Yeah, uh, but because that was the only place it was free to play. But that's right? what I'm saying, man. The was power it free on PS4? It was free on PS4. Too. Oh, okay, yeah, that yeah. we'd see a similar bump there. The power of minimum buy-in is a powerful one. Maybe. So I kind of want to rattle off these. Uh, I don't, it doesn't work for every game type. Yeah, no. these bulleted points. But so I have this. I have this section here about psychology, and what I was essentially outlining was I have seven bulleted points. <laughs> I think there's seven in there. But there's seven where I kind of outlined what I thought the marks were of a good game. Like, these are things that if, if you can, if most of these are yes, if a significant portion of these seven are yes, then you have a great video game. So Is it just video games in general or fighting games? It's, it's technically video games, just across the board. Okay. Um, so the first one... Can we argue about them as you go down the list? Sure, if you want to. Okay, yeah, let's go point by point. Uh, the, the first one is you want to have a positive experience. Okay, there's not a whole lot to argue about there. Okay. But, and that's also really not easy to quantify. Well, I have in parentheses it's, here, you want to be entertained and have yeah, fun. Yeah, and here's, and he, I was actually going to bring, this is the thing that I was talking about when we were talking right before this, where I was like, oh, I have something to say, but I'm going to wait for the recording. That changes hourly when you're playing a game. A Does fighting game, maybe. But there are other games that have a, well, even, a core gameplay loop. Well, and that mm-hmm. that's like, you know, your constant 15 minutes of, I'm going from activity one to activity two, and now I'm doing a boss fight. And now it's a challenging boss fight. Mm-hmm. Now there's a twist on the boss fight. Well, like those that that core gameplay I didn't want has to change. I don't want to quantify these or, with sorry, like repeat. I, I, to repeat. I don't want to like quantify these, but I'm thinking just overall, like I guess my thought was, and I'm saying you as in kind of me, I'm thinking like my experience here, mm-hmm. but I'm also thinking like you as I, the player. Yeah. If I started yeah. playing a video game and I was hitting yes on these things, and I turned off the game, and I decided to go do something else, or I was going to turn in for the night or whatever. These things would bring you Did back. I have a positive experience? Sure, okay. You know? So right. okay. the second one is um, you want the money and time spent to be worth the cost. Minimum buy-in. Mm, yeah. The, okay. Um, you want to win. Hmm. Oh, boy, that's a tough one. I mean, yeah, everybody wants to win, but there's a certain amount of gratification mm-hmm. in learning to win and then doing it. But that's because we have the per- perspective that we do, right? I don't think so. I think that's a pretty common human trait. If winning becomes so easy that it's just nothing, then it becomes mundane. But do you want to win when you, when you not even just street, street fire, I'm talking about video games. I mean, I almost said you want to succeed, but I actually have something like that later in the bulleted points. But generally speaking, do you want to win versus do you want to lose? So if this was a question. So if I only had the choice, if it was only black and white, then yes, of course. Okay. The next one is um, you want choice and a freedom to explore the gameplay in a manner that befits your personality. That one's tough. That's a difficult point to hit. I mean, but that's, yes. But I mean, I'm in, in, like I said, that I mean, in I, general, in, in video games in general is an absolute. It's something that I would must. imagine some people would want to try to do yeah. as opposed. Okay. Um, the next one. You want to be challenged, but feel as though you will or can eventually succeed. I don't. Now, that sounds more like the point that I was trying to make when you said you want to win. Okay. You do want to be challenged, because if there's no challenge, then winning is pointless. Sure, yeah. If, like, if you turned on a game, and the moment you turned it on, you just, like, pressed X to go, and it was like, congratulations, and you got all these, like, awards and, like, confetti <laughs> stuff, but you'd be like, dopamine. oh, come on, man. Like, you'd be like, I didn't even do anything, you know, to get it. That's, so, yeah. It's like slots, dopamine. Mm-hmm. Um, but you put a quarter in, you yeah. push so I, the I button. I got two more. <laughs> um, the, the, the next one here is you want to be rewarded or and recognized. That could be, like, achievements, trophies. Um, you want to share your experience with others and feel part of a community of like-minded gamers. Is that all one point? Mm-hmm. You want to share your experiences with others and feel part of a community of like-minded people. That depends because this is going to change for every single person, right? Every person. Has yeah, yeah. Thing. I mean, the the thing is, is when I wrote this too, I, I mean, I, listen, I wrote it for me, but my thing was, is like, if I'm going through here and I'm listing, yes, like, do I want to win? Yes. Do I want to do I want the choice to explore the gameplay in a manner that befits my personality? Absolutely, I do. Do I want to eventually succeed but mm-hmm. be challenged? Absolutely. If I switch that and I said no to these, do I want to win? No. Do I want to have a positive experience? No. Do I want to be rewarded uh, or do I want to be rewarded and recognized? No. I feel like if, if, it, was, if it was a yes and no situation and, and, and that's kind of what you are experiencing in the game, 
then to me, those would be the markers of not only if you're enjoying the game, but also is the game fun or is it a good video game that you're playing? At the very least, one of these points that you made, I think was the first one, do you want to do you want to have a positive experience? Like that one's that one's pretty amorphous. I don't think that mm-hmm. we could I don't think you can really claim that as a point because nobody ever goes into anything and says, you know what? Today I want to have a really awful time. Like, no, that's nobody does that. Yeah. Right? Sure. And I do want to But when, if you were if you were designing a video game, <coughs> if you were designing a video game, this isn't really what these points were for, but I'm thinking if you're designing a video game, would these be things that you would want to try to hit? Not well, not the way that you've described them, no. Okay. The way that you would look at it as a, I guess as a like a producer or developer, a game developer, you would you would try to find those moments of joy, the things that make it so that you can't help but be compelled to come back to the game. And mm-hmm. what causes that is exactly what Elon was saying earlier, the dopamine release. You need that thing that that gives you that challenge that when you finally do overcome that hurdle, the game recognizes you. So that's an absolute must. Mm-hmm. And that you are rewarded, which is something else that I think you had mentioned in your points, right? Mm-hmm. So you you the very first one you can't really use as a a, a box to check because all of the other ones kind of they you drill down through those and you end up with that one. Well, given the theme or, you know, the topic of the video, would you agree or disagree or what are your thoughts on if people weren't, of these bulleted points that I had, mm-hmm. do you think, what side of, of these points do you think the people that are hating on Street Fighter are on? Do you think they're having a great experience? <clears throat> I think, do you think they're, they want to... I, I, they're, they're trying to customize their own experience so that mm-hmm. they get what they want out of it and that is to have people agree with them. They want to be recognized. They want to think that their opinion of the of of Street Fighter is correct and have that opinion echoed for the people that are complaining. The people that are yeah. complaining. Because here's the thing that that I don't think these bullet points only change from person to person. I think they change from game to game for, on an hourly basis. <laughs> right? Why hourly? So, like, do you want to have a positive experience? There are some days where you know you. There are some times where you kind of don't, right? Where it's like, oh man, I'm feeling kind of sad. I want to do something sad today. Like, I oh, think, okay. And okay. this and I, this is g- the philosophy that the people who made Journey took, huh. where it was like, oh, you know, I'm feeling kind of down today. Maybe I just want to chill out and experience something that's not necessarily, you know. Mm, I still find that that to be a positive experience, though. It reinforces the state that you want to be in. And I'll and I'll emphasize too, since I'm not doing any overlays. That this is definitely, because I know that, not just because you guys are disagreeing with me, but this is what I'm absolutely looking for. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said video games in particular, is that, like, if if I feel like I'm playing... And, and the, the first thought that comes to mind is Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Like, when I'm playing that game, Resident Evil 2, when I was playing the remake, I was super scared. There were days where, like, I would I would live stream, and I was literally just like... <sighs> like, oh, man, I know it's going to scare me. Like, I, there's nothing I can do. But, and I, but wait, and that's not very you, positive. But did you want it? Did you want to play the game? Did you I like didn't want the, to play game? the game? You did. Yeah. That to me now, means the game in general was a positive experience for you. Now is it? But is it elicited a positive? Is his want to play coming from a place of oh this is fun or oh I need to finish this? Either way, because I also want either to way win. because so so that's a more quant qualitative that's a more qualitative uh, observance of this whatever the relationship uh, Justin had with Resident Evil Two. It was scary. <laughs> yeah, and and like I said, that changes. Depending on who the person is and on their mood, right? And this but is I don't, but me, I don't think that it's ever not positive. You always go into something with the idea of, I'm going to have X experience with the game. And if you get X experience out of that thing, out of that interaction with whatever it is, it is positive. If you don't get it, then it is negative. Like maybe I'm interpreting what you wrote in a different way than you meant it. I, I think you're. I, I understand like, what you're saying. Sorry, to you're, cut you off. like no, no, reinforcing. Uh, you're you're reinforcing what you want to get out of the game. To me, that means it's positive. If you're saying I want to be made happier by playing this game, or I want mm-hmm. to be made sadder by playing this game, like that's those are a positive versus a negative experience. Then I'm interpreting it incorrectly. I'm interpreting yeah. this statement differently than and, you've said it. And this is what I wanted to say. I think you're coming at it from an expectation viewpoint. That's what it sounds like to me. Yes. Yeah. I was looking at it differently. Okay. 
And I think you might have been thinking of it differently. And again, this comes down to everyone thinks of this shit. Everybody thinks it completely differently. But yeah. I do want to. I do want to hit on two main points uh, of your bullet points here. And it's uh, you want to. You want choice and a freedom to explore the gameplay in a manner that be, that benefits your personality. Benefits. I disagree with that. Really. I so. Without going too much into it, my brain sucks. <laughs> So there are days, there are a lot of days where I don't want me. Like, I don't want to be me and I don't want to think of me, right? So I want to be where the developer of this video game put me and do what the dev developer of this video game wants me to do, mm -hmm. right? I don't think I'm alone in that. If I am, dope. If I'm not, sure not, cool. No, you're not. Um, so I, I'm, and I think it goes back to what we were talking about like months and months ago where I hate having choices in games where it's like everything you do affects the outcome of the game at the end. It's like, who cares? Just like, tell me a story. Mm. Like, I'm not a choose your own adventure book kind of guy. I'm a epic novel. Like, give me what the developer wants and how they want it done and I'll experience it. Okay. Right? That's point one. Point two, <laughs> you want to share your experience with others and feel a part of a community of like-minded gamers. I think that's a very private thing. It could be. Right? Is being part of a community of like-minded gamers a great thing? Yes. But there's also, like we were talking about, uh, solitude and... Oh, I knew he was going to bring it up right before you got here. We were talking about yeah, so I watch uh, movies by myself on purpose. Because, yeah, okay. you know, exactly. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's, it's the same thing here where it's, like, your experience can be a very uh, personal and uh, individual thing. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like you, I I have it and I don't necessarily want to share it with others, right? Mm -hmm. So that's and, and that's that could, where I'm coming from. That could potentially those. change. Like any of those could potentially change from day to day. Exactly. So making you choose a different game or a different experience. Yeah, and same thing with Street Fighter. There are days where you know I want to watch somebody else play Street Fighter. There are other days where I don't want to watch somebody else play Street Fighter. And want to get in there yourself. Yeah, sure. So, like I said, it changes on and. But uh, I, a I, mood basis, I think. But to Justin's point, if you could tick most of those boxes on any particular day because you wanted those things, you'd probably have a successful product. My 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 issue too, or one of the the points of the reason why I kind of wrote this is one, it, it very much pertains to the way that I want to experience video games. But then the other thing I was thinking of is, you know, we're 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 definitely over time, so we're going to kind of wrap up really oh, really soon geez. here. But um, I I wanted to think about. What kind of things would someone who genuinely doesn't like the game but feels like they, they, they're playing it anyway or, or is playing it? Um, James Chen had a, an interesting point where, I forget, I'm going to butcher his story, but he was, he was describing this story where he traveled uh, overseas somewhere and there was a game that people really wanted to play, but no one was playing that game. They were all playing Street Fighter because they recognized that that was the hot game. That was the game that if you were going to try to make it big, that was the game you needed to play, even though that community of people didn't really like the game. You know, and so the, when I made this list, I was thinking, you know, I wonder if the people who genuinely don't like it, like not the people who are like being like facetious about it, but the people who don't like it, I wonder when they play, are they just losing all the time? So they might not be having good experience. Do they want to win, but they're not? You know, are they people who want to be recognized and rewarded by getting diamond or, or master or whatever? But because of some of these other points, they're losing. Are they, and then here's another one, the last one. Do they want to share their experience? So maybe they're having a negative experience, so then they, as you mentioned, sure. the echo chamber, they're trying to find other people that hate on the game as well mm -hmm. because that's what they're experiencing. Because they need the reinforcement. You know? So this list isn't exactly like, this is what I feel like negative players are saying. But I'm thinking like, if these things were no's and you had enough of people, and you had enough people who were experiencing that, that were logging in every day and then constantly playing something they were losing and failing in because of netcode, because of character balance, because of whatever, then to your something you mentioned earlier, you're going to go to the only platform that you have that you know that you have a voice on, which is, you know, whatever, social media, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, and you're going to be like, hey, you know, other people, like, this sucks, right? This game is terrible, right? Mm-hmm. And then you and then you end up in those situations where it's like, nope, I actually think it's pretty good. Well, it's only because you play Akuma, and you're winning a lot, so I guess the game is fun for you. And then it becomes the battle, right, yep. or whatever. So. And there's also, like, something to be said about the state of humanity where everyone wants to be in a room winking at each other, and then the one person that doesn't wink at the other people just gets their ass kicked and tossed out. So, 
that's a really weird image. <laughs> I've never heard of the, being in a room and winking at other people. Well, like, <laughs> I mean that figuratively. I know, I know, but it's I, I've never never heard that. And before. and honestly, that's also a conversation that's been had when I was a musician. It's everyone's in in cahoots with everyone else, and everyone's kind of you know smelling everyone else's farts and saying, "Oh, this is great." And then one person says, "I don't think this is so great." <laughs> no, you're out. Yeah, exactly. So take that for what you will. <laughs> you lost the game. I don't want to necessarily wrap you guys up on purpose and say any final thoughts. But is there anything else you guys want to say about just like esports in general that we've been talking about, Street Fighter, anything about the negativity as far as like a lasting message? I think it's gone about the wrong way as far as like the esports mm-hmm. sizing of Street Fighter. Okay. Uh, and I think that the negativity has gone about in the wrong way. In yeah. fact, there are some people who are out there saying, stop talking about this bad stuff that you don't like. Yeah. And I want to say, screw them. If you don't like it, talk about it. Sure. Yeah. As, and if you like it, also talk about it. Like, you should do both. Yeah. And you, this don't, is, you just don't need to scream it. And this goes back to what we were saying. There are people who talk shit about it and then go back to playing it. Yep. Right. I, I mean, there's got to be. A lot of people do that. There's yeah. got to be. And, a lot and there's, of also, do there's that. also people who don't play it who just want to talk shit about it because they want to, I think. Make themselves feel better for a slight. I think on the Event Hubs podcast, uh, I was listening to a portion where um, I think it was Catalyst and John were talking about like they didn't reveal any names, but they were like, you know, there's some people that will like talk a lot of crap about Street Fighter, and then they'll check their CFN profile and they're they're still playing. Yep. It's like, I mean, you know, but it could be to your point. You know, it's like you dislike it, and you're just like, hey, you know, I want to talk about it. I mean, I feel like this has kind of been like a really interesting episode for us. That's not what I said. I said, if you don't like it, talk about it. Well, these people are, pl- they, they don't like it. Yeah, I know. And they are talking about exactly. it. Exactly. Like and then I'm they're going back to playing the game. That's, that, that's fine. Yeah. You can, you can not like something and continue to enjoy parts of it. I mean, I'm assuming that's why those people are going back to play. But you can enjoy parts of it, not like something, and go talk about that. That's not, it's not a, I don't think that it's appropriate to say you're not allowed to talk about this thing because you don't like it. And that's what, that's the kind of negativity that I have seen and I disagree with vehemently. Mm-hmm. I don't think that just because you dislike something, you are, you are, your voice is removed. Like you, maybe you shouldn't shout quite as loud as you do because maybe you're just an annoyance and you don't really understand the context of what you're saying or mm-hmm. where you're saying it. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna get into. It's like, how can someone have an opinion on something that they do they don't take a part of? Granted. That's a little bit more general, and I do know that like they probably experienced Street Fighter Five and they don't like it, blah blah blah, whatever. Um, the other, why would you continue to subject yourself to something ex- that you really don't exactly? Like? And to that same point, uh, nothing can be gained from not being constructive. You mean there is something to be gained from being constructive? Yes. <laughs> nothing can be gained from just shouting into the void. I hate X. And that's it. And then just bitching yes. about it and yes. how much you hate it, but not going into specifics. Yeah. And I so think if you say the net code sucks, that that's not that doesn't give us it doesn't give anybody anything to work on. Well, it kind of does. But anyway, <laughs> just because like, oh, the net code's bad. Maybe we should fix that. But uh, it goes back to then the whole thing I was saying about everyone in the same room winking. It's like everyone's like Street Fighter Five sucks, right? Uh, huh? Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah. Uh, sorry, I forgot to wink. Yeah, and uh, what I was the last thing I want to say is. I think the way they're going. Four seconds. Ab- I think the way they're going about esports. I'm not going to finish in four <laughs> seconds, especially now. Or maybe I, okay, I'm done. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I think the way they're going about esports is wrong. Where they, I think they need to build up the core audience first. And you might be saying, oh, but they did build a co- build up a core audience. Look at Street Fighter Four. That most of that core audience stayed with Street Fighter Four. I think they. I think they need to go about. Much in the same way that other content creators, the successful ones, go about it. It's make something that is for uh, that is for everyone, right? And then out of that, you're gonna get a good base of players that mm. will enjoy the esports aspect of it. But just making it straight for like, oh, like to me, admitting that they're like. We're going full on esports with this. Is a, a lot of people you're, you're like not including. Yeah, in that you're going to alienate a lot of the people, and a lot of those people are the ones that are going to give you the most numbers. But realize that what you just said was make something for everyone, and that is the experiment that was Street Fighter Five. Was I, it? I, I, yes. I agree. We're going to have to wrap up here. 
That seems weird. Look at that. I've never seen the timer do that. Oh, one, like, oh, this one, weird one hour oh. thing. Um, we, we, we've talked about that before and we can explore a little bit more, but <laughs> we've been going um, for one day. Uh, <laughs> one, <laughs> you know, it's hopefully to anybody who does listen to the full things, it's a very long listen, an hour. Um, it's a very long list. Sorry about but, that. But there was actually one particular person. Sort of I, I forget their name, so I'm sorry. But there's one okay, particular yeah. comment that I know we got on the podcast that was like, hey, you know, these podcasts kind of helped me get through the work shifts at night. And I was somebody who used to listen to podcasts. Um, I still do. Like when I used to work my overnight shift, I would listen to podcasts. And so to just be like cranking through work and be able to listen to people talk, hopefully intelligently and constructively about a particular subject. So they weren't listening to this podcast. <laughs> I, I think that'd be kind of cool. So um, to that person, if you listen to this. Um, this one's for you. Yeah. All right. And, and all the rest of you as well, because we make something for everyone. Do we? I mean, that's what. Yeah. Yes. That's the whole point that's of the, the podcast. That's why we do this. That's where. Oh. We're, that's, all right. All right. We're out of here. Have a good one.